Hello guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am one half of your host, Caitlin. And I'm Andrew. I'm over I'm over here. I'm the other one. You're over there. And it's a little early in the morning because we uh Andrew was very smart. We're gonna get snowed. Yeah, we're gonna get snowed in. And Andrew was like, Hey, why don't we have an episode ready early? Because we probably won't be able to record otherwise. For I was like, like a week. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, great idea. And then I didn't get it done last night until very, very late. So we're like, yeah, we'll record it in the morning. It's fine. It's an early morning one. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> Andrew just down like three glasses of water. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Just trying just to wake thirsty. up. Just trying to wake up. Trying to be hydrated. Okay. That That's was That's what smart. the world's about. Well. You know, what? <laughs> good, good stuff. <laughs> I am often yeah. hydrated. This, yeah. And also, this this weather reminds me of one of my favorite pet peeves, what? which is when somebody's like, oh, where I'm from, the weather is way more of this weather than oh, this weather is here. we've been driving the snow all the time. We're driving 12 feet of snow like it's no big deal. Yeah. But we don't do that here. It's not like I go up to Colorado and go like, oh, oh, your summer? This, this isn't much of a summer compared to where I'm from. Where I'm from, it's 105 degrees, and that's before the, the humidity, which <laughs> is 117% somehow. Yes. And I, I do like how people from L.A., uh, uh, I hear it all the time on podcasts and stuff. They can't deal with rain. Yeah, and they're like, it's 70 degrees. It is so cold. And I'm like, really? That is a balmy yeah. temperature. That's delightful. Weather is mostly relative. It is. Unless you're in like Winnipeg where it's negative 40. Holy then you're like, cow. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah, cold. That's, that's, that's cold. That's universally acceptable as being too cold, even if you're from there. We are also uh, in Fahrenheit here. <laughs> um, yeah, the temperature I was quoting was actually in Celsius. No when way. I saw it, negative 40, which I don't know how that relates. I know, I think it's negative um, 33 is the same in Celsius and Fahrenheit or something like that. Weird. So, whatever that means. Uh, actually, you know what? I saw a uh, 40 above uh, picture. That where it was it's so hot. hot in Australia, yeah, yeah. Um, it was in Melbourne. Here's how that I know the, that, that the tram tracks were like buckling. Melting? Yeah. Oh my gosh, warping. I guess. Yeah, it was warped. Here, here's how I kind of keep my relative temperatures in Celsius. It's because I know that it's. I think it's thirty six point seven or thirty seven point six or something like that. Is you know, is ninety eight point six is is normal body temperature. That's the only reference I have. So when you said it was 40, I was like, yeah, that's over 98 degrees. So it must be hot. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's always weird when they do Celsius and they're like, it's uh, it's a heat wave in France. It's 35. I'm like, I don't know oh, what that I means. I wish it was. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that'd be really warm here right it, now relative yeah. to the like 20. But even still like 90, you're like, yeah, that's fine. Whereas we literally have triple digit temperatures yeah. here sometimes with a, with 117% humidity. Right. Which what I love about the Southwest is like. The lack of humidity. You've been there. Yeah, yeah, you've been there. Yeah, it's not humid. So it's still hot. Like you can tell it's hot, but yeah. it like doesn't cling to every surface and suffocate you. But like, then sometimes there are extremes where Phoenix is like 115 and it's like. Humidity or not, that's too many. It's a little toasty. That's too many degrees. It's like... Uh, Don't go outside. It's like, uh, what, oh, King of the Hill, when they go to Phoenix and they're like, 115, that can't be right. And they step outside and they're just like, oh God, it's like being on the sun. <laughs> and I think it's Peggy says, this city stands as a monument to man's hubris. 
or something like that. <laughs> or arrogance against so God, something like that. That's so good. Also, I just Googled it. It's just 37 degrees Celsius is normal body temperature. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good way. I just thought like, you know, zero is the same as 32. Is it? Okay. Because that's in Celsius, it's zero is freezing, 100 is boiling for water. Well, God, that makes sense. Yes. Doesn't it? So does metric. You go in tens. A lot of it does, yeah. Tens make sense. Celsius, yeah. Whereas, like, uh, the Fahrenheit guy, he, like, made a... So, basically, as I recall, the, whoever Celsius is, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's a guy. When he came up with his temperatures, he was just like, where does water freeze? Okay, that's zero on the gauge. Where does it boil? That's 100, and then it'll be incremental between and such. Whereas, like, Fahrenheit, he just marked numbers to start with, and that's how... His numbers are 32 and whatever boiling is. No, I, it makes way more sense. Celsius makes way more sense. It sure does. But, yeah. That's what they use in science. If you're a science man, you have to use Celsius. Even in the U.S. They also use metric. That's part of why they teach you metric. Well, in, and you in know, drugs, school. a lot of drugs are calculated in kilograms, not pounds. Exactly. Which it's like, why are we doing the the pounds then? Let's just do the or, kilograms or liters or whatever. Yeah, we do mill. Yeah, we don't. We don't versus do, gallons. We don't do. We do liters, yes, and we do milli. Every every liquid medicine is dosed in milliliters. Eight ounces in a cup, sixteen in a pint, no, thirty-two just, in a quart, sixty. That's so confusing. I still can't remember. Half it. gallon, hundred twenty-eight in a regular gallon. No, just do anyway. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. But you know what is here? Our episode. Yes. Should we talk about it? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Andrew, I it's it's a special month because it's heart month. It's cardiac heart month. This, and it's also, which is, you know, is a big deal for me because I do cardiac stuff. It's also Black History Month. Did you know that? I did. Also, today's literally Valentine's Day. Oh, is it? Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. It's a it's a special heart day. Well, we're not talking about a very We're not talking about story. Valentine's at we're all. We're not talking about which the story of St. Valentine's is pretty pretty graphic as well, if you ever want to look that up. Where he got rid of all the snakes. Did he? I don't know. I mean, that's the legend, but there were no snakes in Ireland. Are there no snakes in Ireland? I'm thinking Saint Patrick. <laughs> yeah, you probably are. I, I definitely am. Oh, that, I, I, I watched try. the I watched uh, St. Patrick's episode of Thirty Rock the other day, so that's probably why I was thinking and they talk about that. About it. Oh, okay. and also because Saint and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, no, no. It was he had a pretty graphic death. St. Valentine did. Well, it's a good thing that uh, he got to have St. Valentine's Day massacre, also named after him. Oh my gosh! Where, yes, like a bunch of gangsters. We talked about that. People, didn't we? Why would we have? I don't know. Oh, with uh, with Jelly Bean? Did we not talk about? No, that was the Kansas City massacre. That's oh. a different gangster-related gunfight. Excuse me, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about gangs today. We are talking about uh, John Carter, who I did not know this story, which it seems kind of like an important part of history, Arkansas history, to kind of know about. I I had knew nothing about this, never heard about it. Um, so I want to talk about the last lynching that occurred in arkansas yay it's also very dark uh, and also not very lovey not very no. valentine's day but such is the subject matter of lynchings and, um, and lots of uh race history re- re- relations of between the races in the south and yeah lots of the world really yeah but, yeah um 
Yeah, and that's one of the issues with um, high school history even is a lot of times the history you learn is so very vague yes. and just like, it's like there was a civil war and slavery was killed. And then uh, Martin Luther King Jr. delivered a speech. Yeah. I have a dream and racism's dead now. Don't even worry about it. Uh, here's the truth though. That is not true. It sure isn't. And <clears throat> not only that, but uh, this was not that long ago. Like, it's it's we've talked about that we talked about this yesterday how shockingly not in the past far back it is that all this happened yeah i mean i have a dream speech was 1963 which is correct my parents were alive for that yeah it's just wild anyway we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end uh but talking about john carter today and as i believe brian greer from the encyclopedia of arkansas put it this lynching and the rioting that followed is one of the most notorious incidents of racial violence in the state's history. This event reveals much about the history of race relations in Little Rock, as well as the state's struggle with its national image, which is, you know, all that's still very true today. Um, so let's get started talking about John Carter. So background here. On April 12th, 1927, a 12-year-old girl, white girl, Floella McDonald, went missing on her way home from the library. And for three weeks, family and friends and law enforcement searched for young Floella. Uh, but there was, they, they found neither hide nor hair. There was nothing that they could find um, about her whereabouts. It was just like she vanished. But after three weeks, on April 30th, the janitor, a black man for, of the Presbyterian Church, followed a foul smell up to the bell tower of the church and there, unfortunately, he found the body of little Floella. Um, she had blunt force trauma to her head from a brick that was found near her body. And the day after her body was found, the janitor's mixed race son, and this was a very um, dated term that I saw um, describing his son, and that was a um, mulatto, quote, mulatto, which is, I believe, an offensive term um, describing somebody who's half white, half black. Um but his name was Lonnie Dixon. He was ar arrested for Floella's rape and murder. And a lot of white people who had been involved with the search became very angry when they found out who was arrested for Floella's rape and murder. And they wanted to take justice into their own hands. Um, this mob grew and included in thousands of people. Like this mentality just like took hold and they wanted their justice. So the large mob came over to the county jail where Lonnie was supposedly being held and they demanded officers turn over Lonnie to them. But Lonnie was not there um, because sensing the growing tension, Chief Burl Rottenberry uh, had sent Lonnie to an out-of-town jail. I think it was in Texarkana is what I read. That or Arkadelphia. It was one or the others. I can't remember. I get those towns confused. Um, but they sent Lonnie to that out-of-town jail to keep him safe from the mob because they kind of expected that something like this would happen. Seems like that happened. This seems after, well... This seems pretty close to the time where that would have been less of a thing, but yeah, nineteen twenty-seven. That's less guess, than a hundred years ago. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to think of when some other stuff happened. It, it um, is kind of hard to keep. It's like a hazy area. I was thinking about dates and stuff too. Because like Kaiser, they had to move him out of town. Mm -hmm. The 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 guy who was a vet. Um, yeah, he was weirdo. Yeah, they had to move him out of town when they found out he killed his son. Yeah, and. Anyways, but that was a good, good call because the mob did come in demand, uh, Lonnie. 
but the mob never achieved their so-called revenge uh but that doesn't mean that their tensions and their anger you know went down at all they didn't get their revenge they're still hyped up and have this crazy mob mentality so the next month on may 4th mrs b e stewart and her 17 year old daughter glennie were driving a wagon on a rural road on their way to little rock when a black man approached them now one account says that the horses were out of control so the man kind of got up in the wagon grabbed their reins to help steady them and save the women but of course another account says the man jumped in the wagon demanded whiskey and knocked the women to the ground so two very very different accounts of a situation Either way, a car stopped after the encounter to help the women and drive them to the hospital in Little Rock, uh, and the black man was said to have fled into the woods. Now, when the women returned home, they indicated to their family a black man had jumped on their wagon, um, which is kind of vague. That could be either of those stories. Is it because he saved them, or is it because he attacked them? So, I don't know if they were vague with their families, but the families reported it to police. So, hearing this, Sheriff Mike Haney organized a posse to search for the man hundreds of little rock citizens turned up for the search and the search lasted about eight hours and at the end of the eight hours two officers saw 38 year old john carter who had been described as a quote simple man so uh, there was and other articles i read said there was question if he was mentally handicapped um so delightful um, and this man, John Carter, of course, was black. So the summer of 1926, John had gone to jail for allegedly attacking a white woman with a hammer. And in May of 1927, this is like when police caught up with him that day. John had escaped four days prior from a prison work crew. And four days prior was the same day that Flo's body was found. People like, are just always getting out of prison. Every single oldie prison person has made a run for it. It must have been a lot more successful back then. I mean, all of ours, all of ours, we saw have been recaptured at some point, but yeah, I think that's right. It's probably a lot easier to assume a different identity. You would think so, yeah. Because like, what are they gonna do? Look, look you up on Facebook? Yeah, track your fingerprints, track your DNA. Have your, I think papers papers were a lot more easily forged probably because they didn't have like the watermarks and the little yeah like if you look at the driver's license now there's like i can't replicate that seems like there was a point in time where you could have just made like a a permit like the one ron makes where it just yeah. says i can do what i want <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's thinking. a point where you could do something like that and then sign a whatever name you want and it's, and like, it's like well this is legit this well, holds up this signature is probably real. I don't know. I, I don't have a database to run it through right now. So. Exactly. Just hand him a sheet of paper and yeah, it's good so, enough. So I guess whatever you wanted, you get to have. Good job. So I guess, yeah, jail escapes seemed a lot more prevalent back then. But when Glennie Stewart arrived... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, uh, so the... Burp, 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 burp. So the police caught John and the posse grabbed John and threw him in the back of a car the posse was declaring that they would not let John be protected by police the way that Lonnie was. So that's scary. And when Glennie Stewart arrived, she identified him as the man who had attacked she and her mother in the wagon. So uh, the mom brought John to a telephone pole and smashed his face with a revolver. They beat him and told him to confess and then to pray. Before he finished, someone put a noose around his neck and told him to climb on top of a car. John was wounded and not able to do so, so the mob pushed him on top of it. 
when peace officers, uh, I don't know what, I don't know if that's not police officers, but I don't know what peace officers are. Maybe they are some kind of law enforcement. But when peace officers attempted to intervene on John's behalf, they were threatened with their own lives. And thus, men from the ground lifted John off the car by his neck, and then someone drove the car away. And as John was dying, swinging from his neck, a group of 50 men lined up and shot John up with over 200 bullets. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what it like, how can you do that? (laughs) I mean, it's just that terrible, violent mob mentality. And it's not excusable. So the crowd surrounding John quickly grew to over 400 people. A coroner was summoned and a grotesque photo uh, was taken of John. Uh, He was dead and hanging, which you can find on the internet, but it's very graphic. Um, When the coroner arrived, he was told by the police chief how to document the death. So even with the photo evidence, the coroner was instructed to document that John Carter was, quote, killed by parties unknown in a mob, even though in the photo, you can clearly see people's faces in the background. It's like, but they wouldn't identify them. It'd also probably be hard with uh, photo technology at the time if it's, um, if it's depending on how much of a how close shot it was of those people. They were pretty close around them. Were they? You can. I, I mean, bet it'd be a lot harder than finding all the terrorists who tried to <laughs> yeah. kill the Congress people and yeah. stop democracy from happening. Yeah. And anyway, so the mob decided that they wanted to bring John's body into Little Rock and burn it. So when they got to the city, they tied John's body to the back of a car and rode around downtown Little Rock for over an hour, um, which is like down Main Street and past the police headquarters. And around 7 p.m., the car dragging John and the rest of the mob decided to stop at the corner of 9th and Broadway, which is where the heart of the black business district was, because at this time there was a white and a black business district. Right, 1927, segregation still going strong. Very much so. So they poured gasoline and kerosene all over John's mangled body. They piled tree limbs and church pews from the nearby Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church, which is an AME church, which is a historically black church. And someone struck the match and lit this massive fire uh, with John in that fire. With all the commotion and word getting out, more people joined the mob and it grew to over 7,000 people just running around in chaos and with innocent eyes were being forced to watch on because not only is this a business district, this is also a neighborhood. And so these are black families being forced to watch this horrible thing going on. They were, a lot of people were instructed, don't come outside. Uh, a lot of black people were instructed, don't come outside. Um, and so most, like, nobody was in, no other innocent lives were taken because everybody stayed inside and away from the gang and the violence. So that was something. Uh, but the local sheriff who witnessed the event. Well, but, I, I bet it was yeah. also, I mean, it ha- also acted as a scare tactic. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. This is basically like terrorism. Oh, 100%. Telling yeah. Telling them. Without a doubt, yeah. this is what's going to happen to you. Next. And also, it's like so messed up that you know. I'm sure a lot of these people are like, "I'm a good old Christian boy." Exactly. And it's like you're going in there, you're burning somebody's body. You shot up you, a man, and you like desecrated a church to make it happen. Exactly. As part of it, along it, with every exactly. every little every single little thing, is just like, "No, you're bad people. You're a bad person." And and the thing is, is it's like whether or not John was guilty or not. He did not have the opportunity. Well, it wouldn't have been a fair trial anyways. I can tell you that right now because it's it's the South and the jury would have probably been 
100% white men. So, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been a fair trial for John, but the justice system did not have time to work for him, which not saying our system is perfect because it is flawed, but um, very flawed, but it's, it's up to the justice system to bring forth justice, not a mob of angry racists. Right. So um, the local sheriff who witnessed the event but did not intervene is reported to have said, quote, I never saw a more orderly crowd of hunters in my life, which is disgusting. So Mayor Charles Moyer and Police Chief Rottenberry had fled the city. No one knew of their whereabouts. Major J.A. Pitcock, chief of detectives, wanted to bring 50 men and stop the rioting. But the assistant chief of police stated that he couldn't give that order without hearing from the city council. And the city council would not convene and act without an order from the mayor. So nothing is happening. There is no stopping of this writing anywhere. Sounds like a lot of passing the buck here. Exactly. And it's just like somebody pull the trigger, <laughs> the, the metaphorical trigger, and, and, you know, stop this crap. So Governor John Martineau uh, was away as well. However, as soon as he heard what was happening, which is about three hours later, he activated the National Guard and they were deployed in Little Rock. So at around 10 p.m., the National Guard arrived to the city uh, with guns, bayonets, and tear gas to bring the mob into order. When they arrived, they told the remaining two to 3,000 people to return home, and most did obey. A fire truck doused the blazing fire, and an ambulance took what remained of John to the local city hall and then to the undertaker. And when asked why he would do this, one mob member said, there's been too many of these damn in words, uh, getting away with it. It was time folks showed him something. It's like, okay, well, first off, you're a terrible person. Second off, there's nothing to show. <laughs> Third off, it's not up to you if there is, you know, justice system, not your crazy racist ideas. So people, this is very graphic, but people had already taken pieces of John during the writing. And one soldier reported that a rioter was directing traffic with the burnt arm torn from John's body which which is horrifying yes. and it shows that these people did not see him as a human person exactly and it's like it's funny it's like that's some graphic stuff happening like that's really that's some psycho crap going on anyways in the days to follow the morbid incident martineau and other prominent residents decried the actions of the mob so the governor you know, said it was not good. The Little Rock Chamber of Commerce called for the removal of the mayor, the chief of police, and the sheriff, with, of course, no result. Nothing happened. They all got to keep their jobs. A grand jury was convened to investigate the incident, but it deadlocked and was dismissed without issuing any indictments, even though there's photo evidence. That that sounds very on brand. Yep. So this lynching also received immediate national coverage due to the attention in Arkansas because of the devastating Mississippi River flood of 1927. So apparently this was just this massive big flood of 1927 that just totally desecrated Arkansas. Yes, we actually talked about it last week. Oh, did we? It was yeah, that one? That was the one. Wow. Where the houseboat ended up in the other town and became the post office. Look at that. How about that? Bring um, it all together. But yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of national journalists attention. came running yes. through. So the similar, national attention was already yeah. here. Yeah. And so then when that happened, it just immediately got national coverage yeah it seems like a lot of um a lot of times like i think uh some of the helen ruth spence stuff some of it came about not because of that but there was like um a riot 
during the depression over food. Oh yeah. And that brought national attention. And then they also found out about this other thing, which is the Helen Ruth Spence stuff. And they covered that too, because it just happened to happen at the the same same time. time. And then this happens. And so Arkansas is really getting slammed here. Uh, Rightfully so on some accounts. Uh, Yeah. We're doing a great job. Yeah. Good job, Arkansas. Um, So local leaders became very worried of the national image of Arkansas during that time. Clearly, and that a negative image would affect the aid they received for the flood. So, good priorities. As anxiety and fear continued in Little Rock following the incident, many black residents fled the city and the state for that matter in fear of their lives. Two out-of-state black newspapers were banned from circulation as uh, they feared their versions of the story, which were probably pretty accurate, would increase the already boiling tension. Now, in Lonnie Dixon's case... On May 19th, 1927, so the same year that all this is happening, just a couple days later, really, a jury of what I'm going to assume would probably be a lot of white people, especially men, deliberated for 12 minutes before finding him guilty of killing Floella. Uh, He was executed exactly one month later, which was his 16th birthday. So not only is it a minor getting executed, but you really had time to do an investigation and justice in a month. And also, you and I have seen the wait times of people on death row. Yeah. So, I assume this is before the state took over executions. Because, oh, really? Because otherwise, I'm pretty sure that would be quicker than Ronald Gene Timmons. Yeah, yeah. That, that Literally, from capture to death was two months. Yeah. So. Which we have seen people on, on some of our stories on death row for... T- t- 20 years, you know? Yeah, decades sometimes. Yeah. Well, Ronald Gene Simmons was only about a year because right. he wanted it. He he waived all his appeals and everything. Yeah, and he was like the quickest in the state's history, but <coughs> specifically those, you know. So when did the state... I, I, I assumed that the state would always have, you know... No, it used to be up to like the counties, basically. Really? As I understand it. I did not know that. Or maybe in the city. I think it was counties, though. But yeah, the state took over at some point. I want to know when the state, when did the state, I'm going to Google it real quick. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, um, tensions remained for years, of course. And when the central high crisis occurred 25 years later, the scars that had occurred from John's lynching just kind of broke open fresh and tensions would go, once again, just kind of boil forth. And to this day, racial tensions remain in Little Rock. It, there's a lot, there is a, good side of little rock and a bad side of little rock and it's i mean it's a total you know oppression of of the people by the system and i mean it's it's social problems and things like that so socioeconomic anyway so like we said earlier i just want to reiterate how recent all this was jim crow laws were not fully repealed in arkansas and nationally until 1964 my parents were born before 1964. In fact, they are old enough to probably have memories of going to separate fountains and bathrooms and whatnot, of segregated bathrooms and stuff like that, which is wild for me to think about. Because when you learn about it in history class, it's like, oh, yeah, that happened like 100 years ago. And it's like, yeah, no, no, your parents, well, I don't know about your parents, but my parents were alive through this and probably ha- old enough to have memories of it, which is just crazy. Not only that, but... Well, when you think again, when you think of it as a kid, so we're basically we're '90s kids, yeah. And the way they, like I said earlier, when they teach you history 
part when they teach about like racism in America. It's yeah. Like, oh, it was so we, long ago. We stopped slavery with Civil War. Yeah. And then, and then Martin we, Luther King yeah. delivered his speech. Yeah. And, and then racism, racism was done. Yeah. People were like, oh, right. Don't do the racism. It's bad. And, and, and some people have forgotten that, number one. Number two, it was so recent. It was so recent. Like, my, yeah. gran- my grandpa has clear memories of all this, I'm sure. Right. And when you're a kid, though, yeah, like it, 1964, when you're, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're don't. like nine <clears throat> years old in 1998, that may as well have been like a thousand years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing of the past, but it's not. When you look at it, real like on a more grand scale of things, it, it, it is not. Yeah. And the Central High, the Little Rock Nine, you know, event, that occurred one year before my parents were born. That means just one year before my parents were born, black people were finally allowed to attend, quote, white schools in Arkansas. And that's wild to think about before that white and black people couldn't go to the same school. Yeah. The the football team of the University of Arkansas that allegedly won a national championship <laughs> uh, in 1964, all white team. Which is crazy. They were not integrated yet. Which is just wild. Like, <clears throat> that, that even, that was so recent. That was not long ago. Nope. So, also, just as I know, Orville Falbus is, um, is gross. He was the governor of the time of Little Rock Nine, who was like, you can't go to school there. And they're like, watch me. And they did. Good for them. I mean, yeah. not, it was a little hairy there for a while, but they got to go. And and then eventually they just shut the school down instead of letting black people go there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, great. That's a, that's a reasonable. I, I believe that's what they did at North Little Rock. Um, they were going to integrate North Little Rock originally. and North Little Rock? Yeah. <clears throat> and ended Sorry. up closing the school instead of integrating and then they're like, okay, well, we'll integrate Little Rock Central instead. Well, there you go. That's where uh, Johnny, Johnny boy, my John, he went to Central. Anyways, it's a very historic school. Anyway, that's the story of, of John Carter. Um, kind of depressing. And some yeah. of the, when I was reading an account, I was like, wow, this is very scary. Because uh, it's very reminiscent of things going on right now. right now sorry i have a frog in my throat (coughs) so anyway yeah the the mob mentality stuff it's it's a bad time and let's not let's not do it let's not and also let's look at uh human beings as being human beings (laughs) that's a good start andrew you've never said something more true yeah because guess what what human beings they are human beings yeah unless they're not unless they're aliens Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's just how, I mean, you talk about the person using body parts to direct traffic or whatever. What the heck? That, that is psycho stuff. It's, that's like, um, yeah, like a killer from a 70s slasher does that. Yes. And that's just an example, again, of how when you, when you treat people as others, an yes. entire group of people is yes. like, they are not the same as us. They, yeah. they don't count yes it it leads to stuff like that and that doesn't even just go for you know black people i feel like something so prevalent right now are are muslims you know muslim people and or hispanic people or hispanic people it's like why that guy drove from dallas to el paso which is like an 11 hour drive to shoot up the walmart because he wanted to make sure there are enough mexicans to shoot oh my gosh 
Yeah. It's just, so, I mean, and it's like, yeah. I don't know if you realize, but these people literally, I know it's so cliche, but you know, it's, it's so cliche, literally, but everybody, everybody bleeds the same blood. Like it, there is no, you can receive blood from a black person or a Hispanic person and you would have no, I mean, it doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Because yeah. guess what? We're all people. But if you were to get dog blood, you would get very sick. So that that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. The, just the, the way people treat people who aren't the same ethnicity as yeah. a, a person. And it's, yeah, it's not and just Jewish black people. people. It's yeah, not US Jewish, Jewish people. people. Yeah. There's much, many, many, many years and centuries even of yes. history of that. Yes. Um, when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, uh-huh. um, as an example of how people usually treat other people who are like them better. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Soviet Union, big old country. Yeah, huge. Um, the soldiers from Central Asia invading Afghanistan were less willing to just murder rampantly mm-hmm. than the European Russian soldiers. So they started moving them into Afghanistan instead. Oh. Pretty messed up wow. when you think about that. But yeah, racism, uh, bad, bad, bad. decry it. And it goes, if you let it go, it goes to a bad time. Very bad time. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's our soapbox. I think you know how we feel about things. All right, Andrew. So, uh, what you been up to lately? What you been watching? What you looking at? It's time for our favorite segment. Oh boy. How many Star Wars is? Oh my God. How many Star Warses am I looking at? Are you looking at four different ones at one time? Am I? Oh no, are you? I'm looking at I guess I guess technically one. Oh, okay. So okay. far. I um I started I started watching Mandalorian just as like again. Just in the, <laughs> just, kind just, of, just for shiggles? Yeah, kinda of just like I'm tired of putting on random comedy as like my random thing. Speaking of the Mandalorian, what's her face got kicked off? Yeah. What's good. her name? Gina Carano. Yeah, that, that chick. Which you had said, I was like, she's kind of cool. And you're like, she's really racist. And I was like, really? I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I said racist. I, I think it was more like, be on the lookout. Because oh, she said uh, some dicey things before. Gotcha. Or tweeted things. And she was also all about like, I'm going to parlor where all I can be free speeching. Where I can... There, I can talk about wanting to kill Congress and nobody will stop me. <laughs> it's like, you can't, you can't threaten people. But yeah, so, so she she had said some things that were like, these are red flags and it'll probably get worse. And I, then it got it worse. Did. And, and then, then she got fired. And they're like, yeah, you can't be, you can't be affiliated with this crap anymore. So oh, well. I wonder if they'll even like, if her character is still important, if they'll even break her back. They can just be like, hey, remember when you let that guy out of prison and then he, he died, quote. Yeah. That was bad. You're fired. You don't get to be a republic officer anymore, and you're in jail. So Perfect. we don't. Ha- we never hear about her again. I mean, sounds good. They can just do a title crawl, and it says uh, Gina Carano character Cara Dune died yeah, on the way Cara. back to her planet, just there like they did. Give her the poochie treatment. The poochie treatment. Yeah, it's from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to explain it. Oh, okay. I'll just look it um, up later. Yeah. But also, it, uh, I finally got the audiobook for uh, the Last Command, which is the final, which is like the third Thrawn book. Oh, okay, okay. But I haven't started it. But that's that's all the Star Wars, and oh, it's not too bad. <clears throat> it's never bad. Okay. Uh, what else you been looking at? Is that it? Um, I have a list of things. 
Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I could say, I could say wrestling. Oh boy! But the the stuff that I'm finding interesting about the wrestling right now, I don't think anybody would care about. Oh okay. Um, I'll just say, so there's AEW, yeah. All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. They started working with Impact Wrestling. Oh. So it's like two companies working together, which is unusual. That is weird. And then now they've brought in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh boy. As part of it. Oh and, boy. Which has really been really cool. Like forever, or is it just temporary? Uh, it sounds like it's gonna be f- uh, forever. Like New Japan uh, looked like last night they announced they're gonna have they're gonna start working with Impact, which is crazy because they hated Impact. They used to work together, and then New Japan got tired of them. You know why? It's they a whole thing. You know why it's okay now? Why? Money. Money makes everything better. It does. <clears throat> does. But it's a, that stuff's been really interesting. So I don't well, know. I'm happy for you. Only thing else is WandaVision, which we're going to save for the end. For the end, yeah. So we can talk spoilers. That's right. Um, okay, so I have seen a couple things. We had a long episode last week, so we didn't talk about any of this. So I'm catching up. Uh, I watched a movie on Netflix called The Dig, which has Voldemort and Daisy from The Great Gatsby. I'll be Ray Fiends and what's her name? I can't remember. I just blanked. Daisy. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no. I don't know who else was in Great Gatsby. The the blonde blonde one. The blonde one. The main character yeah, girl. I, I don't remember anybody. I never saw that movie. I just know DiCaprio was in it, I think. Yes, he was. Okay. Um, but it was about the uncovery of Anglo Saxon um artifacts in somewhere in England, right around World War Two. It was when World War Two just like hit England. And it was it was a slow burner it was a drama uh but it was really well done with great actors great actors really good ones so they're like archaeologists or whatever yes yes are they fighting nazis like indiana jones no no, no not, not interested it's not it's not very action filled but it, it was very it was a very well done movie i liked it and i like that they were uncovering anglo-saxon stuff because they're like there's no way it could be anglo-saxon it's way too early anglo-saxon stuff we're here it's like nah brah it was anglo-saxon they're like ah and it was it's considered one of the most like prolific and important discoveries of history and i did had no idea about any of it sounds like when they found out the vikings were in north america before columbus and crew yeah i didn't know that yeah were you the one that broke that to me last Mm. week Mm, i don't think so then it was john john broke it yeah i I I wouldn't have mentioned that i was like no uh they were not there christopher columbus was the first like white dude that came the native americans were here and that's it he's like Look it up. Ever heard of Leif Erikson? Yeah. yeah. I watch SpongeBob. I know. Exactly. But you don't know anything about him. <laughs> Happy Leif Erikson Day. Hinga dinga dorga. It's, it's just like St. Valentine's Day. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. I only saw it on it's Facebook a, today. It's a thing I know about. Uh, did he come to America? Was uh, Leif Erikson? I think that was him. Oh, that's pretty cool. How'd they figure that? Where? Where in North America? Was it like Canada? Uh, It would have been to the north, yeah. I believe. What if it was like Canada? That's pretty cool. Um, we're going to talk about WandaVision later. Oh. I'll, I'll just say it says he is thought to have been the first European to set foot on continental North America. Oh, okay. That's pretty a- cool. A- approximately half a millennium before Christopher Columbus. That's crazy. But, yeah. Who knew? That's why. I did. That's like that. It's pretty crazy. New Zealand's, you know, it's an island, but it's a really big island. It's actually two really big islands. And it was just, it was the last island, it was the last place discovered by man on earth. That well, they, big place. Yeah. B- because. Uh, as far as we know. Yeah. As I far guess. yeah. 
Because it, uh, anyways, the, we talked about this, the South Pacific people, Polynesian type. Oh, hey, we, n- we never corrected me and oh. you, except we were both right oh, about, yeah, yeah. about the rock. The rock, yeah. you were like, he's Polynesian. I was like, he's Samoan. Samoan is a type of Polynesian. There you go. Okay, so we're we're both right. Yeah, you were just more specific, which might be the preferred. I think Samoan might be the preferred term, and I'm not sure. There's a wrestler called Samoa Joe, so I'm going to assume. Does he, he make good cookies? I, I don't know. <laughs> like the Girl Scout. He's kind of fat, so maybe. <laughs> but he's awesome. He rules. I mean, he's not called Polynesian Joe. He's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. So I don't know. Anyway. That's anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um I've been really in It's in Polynesia. Okay. I've been really into um genealogy lately. I bought a subscription to Ancestry.com and boy how I found some cool stuff. I've only got back to my dad dad's side my dad's dad's I've I've gone back on my fraternal side, my dad's dad and so forth down the line. And I have gotten all the way back. To 1686 and to do any more i have to buy an international subscription to look at stuff over in england um i think i go back even further i found our family crest or coat of arms or whatever you want to call it which i was like what that is the coolest thing ever also my granddad had a brother I had no idea i've known my granddad my whole life and i had no idea he had a brother i thought he only had sisters maybe you weren't supposed to know well no, I I call my granddad. I was like, "Did you have a brother?" He said, "What?" I said, "Did did you did you have a brother?" And he said, "Yeah, of course." And I was like, "I have literally never heard you talk about him. Had no idea you had a brother. I've never seen a picture of him." My mind was blown. He has an older brother, but he died back in like 1994 or something. Anyway, uh, found out lots, lots. My great, I think my third grandfather, great grandfather, was the founder of the town I am from. He and a guy named Peter, uh, they were founders of the town I'm from, and uh, family came from South Carolina, and before that, Virginia. Uh, They came from South Carolina to settle the place in Florida where I'm from, and then from Virginia, way back in the 1600s, 1700s, 1705 is when my first ancestor was born in the United States, before it was the United States. It's just the colonies then. It sure was. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It was, it was just, I'm just like, I love it. It's just, oh, and get this. Have you ever read The Crucible? No. Well, I have a family member that is a main part of that story. And I'm not going to say the name, but it's pretty wild. I am, I was, I am, I am, it was astounding. Okay. At least, I don't know if his character was based off of it or what, but yeah. Okay. I'm watching and reading Outlander. That's what I'm looking at. Um, I'm reading the second book. I'm actually listening to it because, you know, I like audiobooks. But I'm watching the first season of it. It's a little cheesy. Um, it's definitely a historical drama. Um, I don't know if I'll keep watching the show, but I'll keep reading the book because I like the first book. It just seems like it's a weird sex show it was it was it's very sexy i was not expecting all that sexy but it, i guess i should have because the book is kind of sexy but yeah that would make sense <laughs> or you could have expected it because of who the audience is what i like is that it's scottish and it talks about like the jacobite uprising and stuff like that and i think that's really cool i like that stuff the scottish stuff especially especially 
since Sam Hewen, the actor that plays the main character guy. Yeah. He's a good looking Scotsman. I don't think you care that much about Scotland. Why? Because you didn't even know their flag was St. Andrew's Cross. Or that the Union Jack was a combination of the English, Scottish, and old Irish flag, sort of, kind of. Andrew, this is the stuff that you know. I just know that I like their scenery and their food and their people and their accents. Sounds like you like a certain type of their people. What do you mean? The the guy from the show. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I do like him. He is, he is something else. That seems like what when you say, I like their people. No, I like... Their, I, their hunky boys they got over there. I like their dancing. Listen, I raise your hand if you've ever been to a Scottish festival. Raise your hand. Oh, look, it's just me. You have not. Get your hand down. I've been to a Greek food festival. I have too. That doesn't mean anything. That is delicious. It doesn't mean anything. I love the I Greek literally food. just go there and grab food and it's go. Ama- it's great food. That's in Little Rock, the one true city. That's right. I also went to an Italian food festival in oh, Little Rock. What? I want that one. That yeah, was good. Good stuff. Anyway, went to a Scottish festival twice. Can't wait to go again after COVID. Go every year. So tell me I don't like Scots. The Scots. Um, you don't like Scott's Tots. I don't like Scott's Tots. You are correct. I saw people talking about how the, uh, comparing what the most cringy episode was. That or dinner party? Well, that dinner party or, um, the Phyllis's wedding. Oh, like when Michael's bad. like, yeah. for the first time introducing. Yes. And it's like, they haven't even finished the thing and he's uh, just, he's, I know. He, he's so, being the worst. It's so bad. It's so cringy. I literally, when it comes to, we're talking about The Office, by the way. Um, when it comes to the Scott's Tots episode, I skip it. I can't watch it. I physically cannot watch it. It's so cringy. I have that for, there's an episode of Community. It's one, which I know this doesn't help you, but it's the one where uh, Britta and Jeff get into an argument, basically, or a feud with um, these like teenagers who are taking like college credit courses while they're in high school. Oh, yeah. And they're all, the the high schoolers are like real jerks and it just, the whole i don't it's not a particularly funny episode overall and also the feud they have is just like so cringy and weird yeah but yeah that's like i mean i think i think we've said it before my favorite episode of the office is dinner party hands down it's 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 comedic genius it's so uncomfortable and funny it's it's amazing i love the bloopers from it because i don't know how they made it through that episode how did they make it through how did they get through it it's so funny Anyway, seems like it'd be hard to get through a lot of those. I, some of the stuff the they bloop, do. The bloopers are the best. <laughs> there was one. Alyssa sent me one. It was a deleted scene blooper thing, where Kevin was like, he had. I think it was a pen he had in his mouth, and he started choking, and <laughs> and Oscar just came up behind him and just whacked the back of his head, and he <laughs> kind of coughs it out. And in the blooper, he's Kevin Malone. He starts laughing. He's like, I think. I think. And he's like trying not to laugh. And he's like, I think you might have hit me a little too hard. <laughs> it's like the actor really in real life. Oh, Baumgartner. Kevin. Kevin Baumgartner? That's no him. idea. Wasn't it like him and Oscar? That's like their real first names. And maybe some of the other. And Angela. And that, Angela. Was, that was her first name. Phyllis? So, I feel like Phyllis as well, but maybe not. So, so all the accountants for some reason. That is weird. Yeah. Anyway. It's also weird when you watch that first season and there's other side characters. There are. And you're like, extras. who are you? Get out of here. Anywho. Okay. So genealogy. I've been doing the genealogy. Love it. 
Also, just a little, this isn't a brag, but it kind of is. It's also like I've never felt so adult in my life. The The last time I felt this adult was when I had a CPA. Also, when I got a beer fridge in the garage, that was a very adult moment. So it's like the epitome adult. It's like to have a beer fridge in your garage. It's pretty cool. Uh, I have a financial advisor now. Yeah, penny bags. No, uh, no, it's not because I'm wealthy. This is penny bags. It's not because I'm wealthy. It's because I can just hear my dad's voice in my head. Get a financial advisor. Invest your money now. And it's like, okay. So you're just rich aunt penny bags. I have a very small amount of money I'm giving to a person to say, I would like this to be more money. And I don't know how to do that, but that's this guy's job. So cool. (laughs) Pretty sure uh, whenever they release monopoly for ladies it's just gonna be a picture of caitlin i wish instead you know, of instead of uncle penny bags it's gonna be auntie penny bags i wish that i would have won that billion dollar jackpot from the from the money people from the what is that the lottery that's what it is it was uh some some just rando person up in, I think it was north or south carolina won it and it's like their life is totally different within a day it's totally i mean they'll never have to work again if they're that, smart. That person needs a financial advisor. That's the person that really yeah. needs a financial advisor, like to invest their money properly. I don't I don't have that I don't have that kind of income, but um <laughs> in fact my income's so little, the guy was like, Well, we can meet about every year and a half or so and I was like, Oh good. So I have nothing <laughs> is what you're saying, so it doesn't matter. And I was if like we put, if we put this dollar into this point one percent you'll have one dollar and two pennies. Yeah, I think it's a little more than that. But anyway, also watching a new documentary on Netflix. I bet you true crime lovers have seen it. It's the Elisa Lamb documentary at the Cecil Hotel, uh, which is a weird case. That was a case that got me interested truly in true crime, like that I was like fascinated by this case. Do you know that case, Andrew, Elisa Lamb? Uh, I don't think so. I don't want to spoil it in case you don't know, but it is the weirdest Okay, I'm going to spoil it. Can I spoil it for you? Absolutely. It's, it happened in real life. It did. So you can look Let's on the internet. Go for it. Uh, so you've probably seen the video. It's of a girl um, of Asian descent. Uh, I think she was Chinese. Is this uh, one? This she's is from the Canada. elevator? Yes. And she's okay. In the ele- yes. She's in the elevator. She's acting super weird in the elevator. I mean, it's very, very abnormal. Like it kind of looks like she's running from somebody or yeah, something? Yeah. And then it's like. But then it looks like she's talking to somebody and then it's weird. It's just her actions are very strange. And then she just disappears. And then she turns up a few weeks later in the water tank on top of the hotel. Um, and she's dead. Okay. Clearly. So I do know it. Yeah. So I, that, I just didn't remember her name. That's the Elisa Lamb. And it's, you know, it was just ruled an accidental drowning because there was nothing else to suggest otherwise. But how did she get up there and get all her clothes off and get in the tank? Because her clothes were found floating next to her. And it's like, that's abnormal. That's not normal. It's definitely not normal. So, it's definitely very strange. Very. Anyway, so I'm watching that. It's really good. But now I'm finished with everything I've been looking at the past couple of weeks. So we can talk about WandaVision. Excellent. So let's just say we'll do spoilers for Straight episode up. six. Is that it? Yep, it's episode six. Um, so first of all, big, big thing. You called it. 
they had Quicksilver in a big in a dumb old costume. They did for the Halloween thing. I'm so happy. As soon as it popped up, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Andrew called it!" Like she said something to him, like, "You don't even have a costume." And, and he's, he's like, like "I was like, he's gonna do he's it. He's gonna do it." So I was pretty excited about that. And he just zoop zoop got his little automatic costume on. automatic five out of five for me just for that moment. <laughs> And it was very, I mean, it uncovered a lot. I feel like Darcy is in is in the hex now. We don't know what's going to happen to her. The oh. joke is that she's going to look like her character from Two Broke Girls. <laughs> she might. Because that would be the right time period, too. Yes, it would. Wrong network. I think that's a CBS show. So so probably not. Maybe. I mean, it, it, maybe it'll be something similar. Yeah. And it'll be like a, a wing, wing, nod, nod yeah, yeah. type thing. Um, Wanda expanded her hex a lot. We also found out that Vision cannot survive outside of her hex. So, also, he did not look like the corpse version that we saw for like a half second that one episode. Well, but I mean, he's he was put together then, and it's like, well, I mean, and Pietro, what happens to him? You know, we saw she saw him as well. She got the glimpse yeah. of him, and he was dead eyes too. And also, like, what what is he? How is he? Yes. Because he knows everything. He does. Yes. He's like, you put all this together. You did this and that. Or is it her that did it? I think, I still think that what Agnes is. Agnes. Yeah. Did you notice? This thing I noticed. What? On my own with my own eyeballs. Show me. Tell me. They do the intro and it's like starring Wanda Maximoff. Agnes. Yeah. It just said Agnes. Yeah. The last name. Just Agnes, yeah, I saw that. It's very strange. It is very strange. And I did always that. there. I've, but she was not there during that episode. She was there, parked on the outskirts of town. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's like a a red herring situation or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Also, people on the outskirts of town. That was pretty wild. Envision. I mean, clearly cannot be controlled by whoever is doing that stuff, unless it's Agnes and she knew he was going to that area. Yeah, because that's a it's a weird spot for. Um, what's her face? Agnes to end up in. Yeah, just on the outskirts of town. Because well, she she even says like I was looking for the Halloween thing in the square. Yeah, where everybody else, all the other main characters were. Yeah, it's like you know how to get there. Why are you <clears throat> out here? And I'm I'm suspicious, but I don't know. Yeah, and people on the outskirts of town don't move or do much. Uh, they don't have much living. I, it seems like it, it probably revolves around wherever Wanda is at yeah. any given point. Yeah. So my guess is like... They kind of come to life the closer she gets. It's like a Vidya game. It's like, oh, you're not anywhere near there. So the game's not going to load in those assets right. and, get, and have it running and stuff because it'll... Takes energy. Yeah. 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 Probably so. That's what I think. But then she also expanded the thing. So is that going to yeah. cause, cause it to be more difficult to control for her? Maybe. And uh, her kids have powers. Yes. Also haven't seen if the kids could survive outside of the hex. Or if they're real or what their deal is. And like where'd all these other kids come from? Because they previously mentioned there's no kids. And then suddenly there's a bunch of kids. Yeah. And Evan Peters Quicksilver even mentions, he's like, they're just kids now. Yeah. Where'd you get the kids from? How'd you do that? He's like, you can't lie to me. I'm your brother. So it's like, but are you or are you just, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it's going still. And totally. also, Evan Peters' Quicksilver didn't die, did he? I don't think so. Uh, I never saw Dark Phoenix, but I don't think he did. I did, and I don't recall him dying. Yeah, they probably made that a big deal. Yeah. If he had. So it's like, how are you going to bring those two to, like, together? Like, because yeah. you're saying that's like Evan Peters that died. And 
Monica Rambeau. She's got her blood's got superpower something going on. Yep. It seems like. And wasn't it you that I was telling? I was like, she's gonna be the next Captain Marvel. Yeah, I already knew that. Uh, but yeah, or that she's but they're trans- they're transitioning. They're setting her up to be the next Captain Marvel or her sidekick, whatever it is. Because I think she had like a, she was also another character name. The Captain Marvel name has been used by Multiple several characters. People. Yeah, kind of like Spider Man. Kind of like Spider Man. Doesn't seem like Marvel does that as much as DC has. Like, there's been like 50 Green Lanterns. It seems like, and there's oh, been yeah. several Flashes and stuff gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Outside of like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, which even then. There's, alter a little bit yeah they're usually just the same person yeah yeah most other people it seems like like is it is it uh john stewart green lantern or is it hal jordan or is it the the guy the other guy or is it the Willem other, Defoe. other guy? <laughs> is it kyle rayner is it okay yeah um brag brag uh so <laughs> i would not call that a brag but <laughs> whatever um but, yeah, ladies so, if you want to know more hit me up <laughs> but it was yeah that's what it was like i was like oh man this is the setup here so they're gonna do a whole movie a whole captain marvel movie and she's gonna be the captain or maybe just a show maybe maybe i'm i'm curious again if this is gonna lead to like are these gonna be the mutants now or yeah how how that's gonna work i've i saw somebody suggest it could be their version of the uh uh Terrigen mist to create inhumans but like they've already had they had inhumans in agents of shield and they had the tv show inhumans that nobody watched and it was real bad was it yeah so i don't know if they just want to like leave inhumans behind because they started pushing inhumans on um like even in comics mm-hmm. and they had a big plan for doing an inhumans movie it didn't happen yeah, it ended up becoming that TV show that was terrible. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But the big push there was they were like, oh, Inhumans, well, they'll be our version of X-Men because we don't have the movie rights. Oh, okay. And but so, now they do. Yeah. Okay. Which is really annoying because like nobody cared about the Inhumans. Yeah. And they got pushed a bunch in the comics while the X-Men were kind of sidelined. Now it's like, ah, oh, let's bring the X-Men back. Yeah. yeah, they did like, they've done like big, huge events lately with X-Men. Yeah. And the Inhumans are nowhere to be seen because nobody cares. Let's just forget about them. Forget it happened. Fun fact, there's a character named Black Bolt. Black Bolt? And um, his, you know how uh, superhero comic book characters have dumb names? Yeah. So like his, his superhero name, Black Bolt, that's basically his real name. Oh. His name is like, Blackagar Boltagun or something like that. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> Isn't that the dumbest name you've ever heard? Blackagar Boltagun. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. What a weird name. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's about it, though. I'm trying to think what else even happened. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I want to see. Yeah. Because what she took over uh, the, the headquarters that everyone was based at and turned it into a carnival. And yes. so I'm, I'm curious as to what that's going to be like. And all the all the agents turned got turned into clowns, which is kind of funny. Uh, so I'm yeah, curious sort of like as to how, that's gonna be. And they they really pushed hard. Like Wanda is definitely doing this so hard that I'm like, you're liars. Yeah, I don't believe you. Or it's some sort of mixture. Or she's yes, like, yeah. Or she's under somebody's control, and then she's doing it. Is that dang Agnes? I bet it is. Dang Agnes. It's 100 percent dang Agnes. Dang it, Agnes. Because why would the, the Agnes? That's right. It is. It has to be. I'm I'm, I'm convinced. And it's really sad because like. What if she decides to close up her hex? Then she has to say goodbye to Vision again. And that was heart-wrenching enough in the movies. Jeez. 
And I hope that doesn't happen. But we'll, well see. Maybe Paul Bettany's like, I'm tired of doing this makeup. <laughs> no, he was excited. He, I remember watching an interview, like when they called him to come in for this, this to tell him about the series. He said, I knew this was them telling me that, you know, my time with Marvel has ended, but, you know, to thank me and it was going to be bittersweet and it was going to be good. And then they pitched him the show and he's like, yes. <laughs> so he just he's just desperate to have work because uh, there was a time where he was going to quit acting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm when, glad he didn't. Man, he's a great actor. I love Paul Bettany. He's a very classical actor. He was the voice of Jarvis, the AI. Yes, yes he was. And um, at some point he was talking about like, oh, I was probably just going to quit acting. And they're like, hey, you want to be this character and be an actual person? I'm like, okay, sure. I guess so. And then he ended up in that, uh, he was in Solo. Was he? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a bad guy in that. Paul Bettany? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch Solo. That's why I can't oh, think of it. Yeah, I haven't seen Solo. It's not that great. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's why I skipped it. I would say it's fine. It's it's probably not as bad as some people make it out to be, but okay. it's also not great. Okay, it's kind of whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. like ideas there. Okay. Um. Yeah. So basically, I like British men and I like Scotsmen. Paul Bettany, Sam Hewen. I'm here for it. Also, Paul Bettany's a great actor. If you say so. He is. He's an exceptional. I didn't realize the span of his career, really. I remember the first movie I remember seeing Paul Bettany in was A Knight's Tale with uh, Heath Ledger. Do you remember that movie? I never saw it, but I, I know of it. He was in that. And that's that. Whenever I see Paul Bettany, that's who he is. This is his character. Who's some kind of like Shakespearean guy. Um, I also didn't realize he was in An Officer and a Gentleman. I think that's a movie. Maybe that's it. No, Master and Command, Master and Commander. Oh, I saw that. It's a, I remember oh, liking an, it. An ocean movie. Yeah, a, sh- a ship movie. Yeah, it's like ship people doing ship stuff. Okay, yeah, I think it was that one. He's in that one. That's John's favorite movie, and I don't seen it. But I mean, yeah, I don't think it did very well. Oh, really? Well, Had because because like the end of it of uh, Master and Commander is very much like, and we're off to do the sequel, and it never came out. It never happened. It's based off a book series. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm sure they were like, we're going to do so many more of these. It's going to be real popular. This is like probably the height of Pirates of the Caribbean. So they're just like... 2003. Yeah. They're like more ship stuff from the 1800s or whatever it was. I'm down with that though. I love period Too pieces. bad. They only made one. They did. But Russell Crowe was in it and Paul Bettany. And yep. Oh my gosh. Billy Boyd is in it. He plays a hobbit. He plays Pippin. Okay. I was like, which one? <laughs> there's there's a few. I mean, I figured it was uh, Mary or Pippin. Since yeah, those are like the only ones who are, I couldn't tell you who their actor was. Uh, Billy Boyd is Pippin and Dominic Monaghan is um, Mary. The other one. Yes. Also British. Actually, I think uh, Billy Boyd is Irish. Are you sure he's not Australian? He's Scottish. Oh. Okay, I was wrong. Again. Is he Australian and lost... No, uh, no, uh, Dominic Monaghan, Mary. That's what I was thinking of. No, he is English and he, Even in the show? Yes, but he dates, but he dates Claire. Okay, well, how did he end up in Australia for, to get on that plane to start with? His brother moved to Australia. Okay. And he was visiting his brother. You remember so many more details than I do. I love that show. Also, huh. I started rewatching it at some point and yeah. I made it through like the they're long seasons and they're long they're hour long episodes and there's like 25 episodes in a season so it's very long so i made it through the first season and then i 
took a break. <laughs> Probably smart. Anyway. But you can always jump back on. I might. I probably I've been, will. I've been watching a lot of 30 Rock lately. You like it? I sure do. It's well, a good show. Well, good. It doesn't give him enough credit. Okay. Yeah. There's just a lot of good, like, one-liners and puns and stuff. I There's know. a lot of good, like, almost dad jokes. There's... Almost dad jokes. Kristen Shaw's in it towards she's the end. She's funny. I do like There's, her. like, like the part where she like, she's like, Kenneth, can I, t- can I talk to you? And he's like, can you? You just did. <laughs> Okay. Kenneth, Kenneth is a very good character. Is he he's the like, tall, skinny one? It's, uh, I guess so. Yeah. He's a guy and he's like, he's from Georgia. And he's like wide-eyed innocent. <laughs> There's always like weird stuff and it's like. Uh, it's not Donald, Dan, Don, Danny? Donald? No, his name is uh, Jack Brayer or something like that. Mm. Oh, that guy. Yes, yeah. that guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's like, not tall and skinny. Okay, yeah. I didn't think he was very tall, but he's skinny. Okay. I was just thinking about like... Oh, you're talking about... See, I, at first I was thinking you're talking about community. You're talking about 30 Rock. Right. I know, Jack. Okay, yeah. Donald Glover, who you almost said the name of. Yeah. It sounded like Donald. he is in like one episode of Community. And he was... Or two episodes? And he was a writer on it. Community? Of 30 Rock, sorry. I was like, wait. Yeah, oh he, my God, I'm so confused. Sorry, yeah. He was he was on an episode of 30 Rock or he's two. He's in Community. He's a, he's a he's star a, He's mainly from Community. Yeah, but he's a, a writer. He was, for he was a writer on 30 Rock, yeah. That's awesome. I also like that Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak, who play, um, who play, um, why am I blanking? Ryan and Kelly. Ryan and Kelly on The Office. They were prominent writers for The Office, and I, I love that. Also, Paul Lieberstein, he played Toby. Oh, and was he a writer? Yes. Okay. He, he wrote the, f- oh, what episode was it? It won an Emmy. I think that was his episode. I'll have to figure it out which one yeah anyways uh, yeah I, I got nothing else all right i'm gonna go home before it snows i think it's i was looking out the window behind you i think it's started oh yep i see some little flurries they've begun yeah i gotta go okay guys kaylin runs through um i'm saying bye i gotta, okay. I gotta go okay bye i'm out ah! okay guys thanks so much for stopping by and listening to us we really appreciate it you can <laughs> you can catch us on episodes every tuesday uh andrew will drop them and uh, you can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram at Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can catch us on, um, you, you can email us at pttdpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at pttdpod. Be sure to subscribe on everything you can, like everything you can, share everything you can, rate five stars wherever you can. Uh, any interaction, positive interaction like that helps us out a lot. and We greatly appreciate it. Guys, we will see you again hopefully next Tuesday. Y'all be safe out there. Goodbye.